Good evening, everyone, and welcome to our last episode for 2023, and it has been a great year for harmonics with Gregory Correa and all the great guests that came on my show. I want to thank you all personally. Today's guest is a legend, plays guitar, one of the best in the business. We got Ray Cepeda here today with us. So, Ray, let's take a look at Ray. Ray, what? You got his guitar already? Ray. It's so a pleasure to see you, man. Are you kidding me? What a guest. Thank you, Gregory, for having me on the show. Oh. It's been a pleasure already. We're already having fun. Yeah, man. It's a great thing. You know, Ray, we're going to talk about your um, your history. Yeah, and we're going to talk about your all your beautiful CDs here, your hats, all your, uh, all your merchandise. But, Ray, what got you into music? When did you first start knowing that you were going to be a musician or when, when was that? How old were you? I, when I was like around 10 years old. When um, I, I was given a plastic guitar, mm -hmm. you know, when I was like eight years old. And then one day, you know, it disappeared. And then one day I was just like rowing through the backyard and I found it. Mm -hmm. And it was in this pile of garbage. And I looked at it, I go, what? How did it end up there? And it was already like destroyed. And that's when it hit me. I realized, you know what? There's something about that guitar that really like resonated in me. And, mm -hmm. um, and it was just just a, a coincidental facts of things that came together, mm -hmm. starting with my name. I, you know, before I was even born, my parents gave me the name Ramon Gregorio. I got your Gregory. I got my name and your name. You know, mm -hmm. together, Raymond Gregory. And my and my grandfather Raymond Ramon on my father's side was a guitar player, and mm -hmm. my mother's father Gregorio. He was a guitar player too, and they oh, named me after amazing. both of them. And like I didn't even know that, but then later. When we moved to Illinois, mm -hmm. my father had picked up this transient guy and brought him home and took care of him for a few days before we arrived because we were living in Texas and we we're going to move because my father got was working through the government um, and we had to move to Illinois. Mm -hmm. and, and what a coincidence is this transient was a guitar player himself. <laughs> and another <laughs> That's coincidence great. was the person that lived in the house that we were moving into left a guitar. Oh. They left a guitar there like what? That was your destiny. Possibly. All these coincidences. And then the best part was the transient knew how to tune it. And he tuned the guitar. And when my dad took him away, we had a guitar that was sitting there tuned up. So we started playing and fooling around with it. This was living in Illinois. I was like about 12 years old. Mm -hmm. This is when I started really picking up on it. I realized, hey, man, I really like this. That's beautiful. So when you were like, okay, so you're 12, what was your influences then? Was it in the in the mid-60s or what was your influence that made you even grasp? Yeah, it seemed yeah, yeah. like you had that little magic sure, thing sure, with sure. the plastic and then all of a sudden everywhere you went, it started to happen. Well, the one, one, one big one's the Beatles, mm -hmm. Elvis Presley mm -hmm. and uh, pop music in general because mm -hmm. my dad, he would travel around, you know, and he did, especially like in Asia mm -hmm. and back in the back in those days, he would bring back music from Brazil, from Spain, all over the oh, world. Oh, you were hearing it all. I was listening to all this, this pretty, pretty cool stuff. Like, whoa, what's this? Mm -hmm. You know, especially listening to Portuguese mm -hmm. and uh, listening to times like Jobim. Yes. I'm like, what? Yes. And I'm only a kid, yes. and my dad was bringing this music. I got to give it to him for in that respect. He was pretty cool about that mm -hmm. stuff, you know. And, uh, that that was you know when Joe Bean was doing his thing with the the girl from Ipanema that was so huge. Are you kidding? That was a big. Deal. It was so huge that and it used to be playing in my house because I come from a a, a a lineage of musicians and that. So Ray, when did you actually uh, you in your you were playing sports? When did you actually start being in a band and start playing? You were said you yeah 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 when I was in high school when I 
Here's the ironic thing. When we were living in Illinois when I was 12 years old, we moved back to Texas. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was attending the, uh, high school. That's when I was playing the, uh, really into athletics a mm -hmm. lot. And then, um, and then uh, we moved back to Illinois. And this mm -hmm. when we moved back to Illinois, that's when I really got into music hardcore. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was really into Led Zeppelin. I was listening to the Beatles. Yeah. These are the real, like, yeah. people that were like, whoa, this is heavy stuff. Yeah. I really want to learn how to play this stuff. Mm -hmm. So I started getting into that, you know, that kind of uh, genre of music. Mm -hmm. And um, playing rock, playing blues, you know. And I got pretty lucky, you know, because um, I got to play with some pretty famous uh, blues players. Bobby Blue Bland. Uh, I got to play with, uh, what's his name, Brother Jack McDuff. Mm -hmm. uh, who else? Um, quite a few heavy-duty blues guys from Chicago, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, um, the electric and, Chicago. That's what it anyway, all became um, electric. I was playing in bands then, you know, and then really the t what got me really more excited about playing in bands and all that was all the girls. I mean, there was girls everywhere. Of course. I'd go into a bar and I'd start playing and boom. I'd have a girl immediately. <laughs> that's a good that, thing, my brother. You know, there, there Let was, me tell you, there was, that's a good thing. Yes. To all this stuff, but, right. You know, really, right. it was my heart that brought me here, mm -hmm. because no one has to tell me, "Hey, go, go, do this. Go, 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 go practice your guitar." And that, that never happened. Mm -hmm. That was just like boom. Hey, you know what? I want to go practice, and I would, mm -hmm. I would go practice. You know, and then I think I was one of the first persons to own a, a multi recorder, because I bought a. Um, it was a TAC 3340S, it was oh, a four track. Wow. Mm -hmm. And I think I was the first one, at least I knew in my neighborhood, my mm -hmm. block, mm -hmm. who had this four track. So I was recording from way back in the beginning of the days, you know, right, right. where nobody even had the, the four track. Right. I had the four track. Yeah. I bought it. This is one thing that my dad did for me. At least he co-signed for that loan mm -hmm. so I can get the four track. So I've been, I've been like multi-tracking for years, for many, 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 yeah, years. many years. I can even set up a studio now. Mm -hmm. I can lay out the wires, mm -hmm. I can hook up the boards, mm -hmm. you know, I can troubleshoot it if it goes down. I mean, I can do it all, mm -hmm. you know, because mm -hmm. that's another thing that I got out of being in Illinois when I when we moved back when I was in high school. Yes. As soon as I graduated from high school, I actually started working for the United States Department of Energy. And they hired me and they trained me in electronics. Oh, you, you're, you're so with I the best. So I got really lucky that I got into electrical engineering so that I knew how to you know, how everything works, you know? Right, right. And, um, which will help me actually look, these two records here, Angels Over Avalon, mm -hmm. and uh, this one here, El Matrimonio de Soli Luna. Mm -hmm. These two records, I actually like built my own studio, have my own preamps. I did everything basically myself, you know? Um, and I had my own studio and everything. I built my own studio. I mean, the whole nine. And I did these two records were produced basically from from zero, you know. And um, oh, I, I see. I see. He's the ladies' man too. At, uh, yeah, well, look at huh? <laughs> Was this one of your girlfriends? Yeah, you had to ask my ex-wife. Believe it. Or oh, not. okay, okay, okay. But that's that's excellent, man. So you were promoting yourself, and you were actually singing also in Spanish, right? Yeah, huh? English and Spanish. Yeah. That's beautiful. Um, so Ray, okay, now you're in your twenties. You're listening to Zeppelin. You're getting all that information. What pulled you in? And you played with a, a lot of great blues. What pulled you in? We were talking. When we were coming in the studio. 
What pulled you into blues? You really like blues. You love blues or do you like rock or pop? Well, I'm telling you, living in Chicago was huge mm -hmm. because the blues was, and that and funk mm -hmm. at the time, you know, like, whoa, you better learn how to play that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I got pretty lucky, like I told you, you know, I was hanging out with some of these guitar players who mm -hmm. are like totally into this stuff and mm -hmm. like, just sitting there watching them going, wow. So that's what they do, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? I'm just sitting there and just basically absorbing what they do. Because every time I would go to a concert, I always managed to get into the front row. You're going to be watching, watching the guitar player, you know. You... And that's just blues. Right. All right. That's yeah. your basic blues stuff that I was picking up watching these guys watch. Then I got into Santana. Because when I heard that Latin, those rhythms, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and I go, whoa, this is really my calling here. Because I'm a Latino guy, you know, I'm really Native American, but, you know, we're raised in this heritage of Hispanic, sort mm -hmm. of speaking. Mm -hmm. um, what that comes with us is this flavor of, of, of rhythms in, in music. Right. And uh, Chepito Reyes, he's the one that introduced that kind of stuff to Santana, you know. Oh, it was Chepito? I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that. It was Chepito. Mm -hmm. He, you know, I don't know if you guys know that, but he was like... One of the main beginner at the beginning of the band, he was like one of the main guys. Main guy. Him, 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 and Carlos were the two guys that mm -hmm. really got it going. Mm -hmm. No different. I have seen him as John Lennon, Paul McCartney, mm -hmm. as uh, what's his name, Pete Townsend, and Roger Daltrey, mm -hmm. and uh, Jimmy Page, and uh, Plant, Robert Plant. You know, mm -hmm. there's always like two guys that got these. This is from my my my, my your perspective. perspective. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it seems to me like Chipito Reyes and uh, Carlos Santana were the two main people of the band Santana at the time. Mm -hmm. And when I saw him at Woodstock, I go, ho, ho, ho. This is something <laughs> awesome. I'm going to go home and try this stuff out. Right, right. And right. I used to go to concerts to Santana. I'd be standing there right in front of him, watching him, playing what he's doing. Like A lot of times, he would turn his back, too, to the audience. I was going, man, come on, show me, Carlos. What are you doing? You know? That's great. <laughs> but I don't know. I think That's I, great. That's somebody great. Somebody told me he picked that up from this guy named Javier. What was his name? Javier Baton? Javier Baton, I think. Mm -hmm. One of the teachers of Carlos's teachers, he would turn his back. Nobody would know what he's doing. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And yeah, you know, you say that because a lot of when somebody is actually being stared upon, because what you were doing, you were already picking it out. You were picking out how he does it in his root, uh, how he did it in his, you know, his frame yeah. and, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, the end of the frets. So as an artist that you are and you're, you're a seasoned artist and a seasoned performer, I, I've seen some of your work that you've done. Who are the main guitar players? You talk about Satana, and you talked about uh, Jimmy Page yeah, yeah. and Joe Bain. Who who are the guys that really make it happen for you in your in right now? The, well, I tell you, I'm, because you're you're a damn good guitar player yourself. Yeah, I can play guitar, okay, but there's guys like you know Pat Metheny, just like whoa, mm -hmm. what the heck's he doing? You know, and mm -hmm. it's amazing. And I was just reading a story about him today, and he said I haven't even played the guitar in six months. And I'm, I'm similar, I'm kind of similar in a way too. There's times when you just don't want to play or you don't, you just got other things going on, you know, because right. I'm into electronics. Yes. Okay. I'm into songwriting. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you really don't need to practice. You just pick up the guitar and just start figuring out, hey, how am I going to play this, mm -hmm. this, this these, these things, you know, or the, mm -hmm. this idea that I came up with or this mm -hmm. lyric. Mm -hmm. Hey, I want to write a music, a song to this lyric. You know, it, it's, it's just um, so many things going on, you know, that, mm -hmm. um, Sometimes um, you just don't have time to practice. And like, for instance, these records, this last one that I did here, Ares 51, mm -hmm. Return of the Alien, and it was named after Chipito Reyes. 
because mm-hmm. that's his last name, Arias. Yes. If you pronounce it in English, it's Arias in Spanish, but it's Arias in English. So I go, whoa, what Arias 51? We, and the Return of the Alien? That was the name of the group that he was in before he joined Santana. The name of the group was called the Aliens. You know, and uh, <laughs> I go, all right, this is perfect, Arias 51. Mm-hmm. We were going to call the name of the, the, the record uh, Areas of Santana. Mm-hmm. And I go, well, you know, uh, it's okay, but... This- People might think that Santana's on it, too. Then. Yeah, something like that. Just, and then he'd probably get mad. He, well, I don't think Carlos is going to get mad anymore. I, mean, I don't think he would get mad anyway, because that's who he is. He's Areas of Santana. Tell me if I'm wrong. You know, you're absolutely and, correct. And, and um, another example I got it from was from Pete, uh, what's his name, Pete Best. Mm-hmm. He was the original drummer for the, for the Beatles. Beatles. And his band is called Best of the Beatles. And I'm going, well, how, the Best of the Beatles? <laughs> yes, he is Pete Best of the Beatles. Right. Go, well, look, he is. the areas Ab- of Santana. He's the same guy. Right. With the same parallel here. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? That's a great. That's a great. That's a great footnote in music, right there. What you just said. Yeah, yeah. Because both you know, percussionists and both helped. Exactly, and they're exactly they're both percussionists, and they both like were right there with with these, with these, these people, these yes. main people, you know. Right. So, and um, well, you know, we do have a song on here. It's called "Areas of Santana." On the song, we do have a Beautiful. song on here, and um, it talks about Carlos and Chupitoreas. Mm-hmm. Does uh, I I love how when I seen some videos of you guys, you're you're really well. Chapito is a legend. You're a legend, and I want to talk about an award. But what I find out about you is that you have so much life, and it just and gratitude what you're doing in front of your fans. But you are just a musical. Um, Juggernaut. What I mean by that, you move everywhere, and you have that nice smile on your face, and you have that double neck. Yeah. The double neck. I was watching. I'm going like, and you know how you how you move around. Yeah. And then you get. Then all of a sudden, the the, the frame sh- uh, shoots the uh, uh, Chipito, and he does his little stick thing where he's. Yeah. You know, he's calling. He's just. He's like you guys are like um, two maestros together. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm glad that that Chapito's getting his due because of you. Uh, you just won an award. You're just, you're being uh, entered in um, uh, the Hall of Fame. Tell me about that, how that all came about. Yeah, yeah, that's the uh, the Academy of Music Awards out of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they're, 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 co- they're competitive with the Grammys, you know, mm-hmm. they're in those echelons of music mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I was just climbing their steps, you know, like I'm climbing the steps right now also with my Grammys, you know, I had a feeling they're going to give me a Grammy sooner or later. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go over there and squeeze it out of <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm serious. Like I've seen all my friends getting Grammys and for less than what I'm doing. Right, I understand. And I'm going, what the heck, you know, I understand. I'm my head off, you right. know, and really, really working hard and... Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't even gotten nominated yet, you know. Mm-hmm. The best I've gotten is getting in their pools. Mm-hmm. And I got to admit, though, one time I was in a pretty cool pool because I was in there with Paul McCartney mm-hmm. and uh, Jackson Brown and uh, what's that guitar player's name? Uh, John Legend. I mean, I was in there in the mm-hmm. pool with a pretty, some pretty, pretty popular musicians. Right, know? right, right. But I didn't win. I didn't get nominated. But still, you know, I've gotten to those You're levels. In the pool. That's you got in. Yes. You know? But anyway. Um, the academia they um they acknowledge my music and they go dude you know why you are an excellent writer and uh, you are. you're 
your um, your genre of music is like all spread out throughout mm -hmm. the world. And that's yes, why I call yes, yes. World rocker. Right. Because you know that's what we do. You know, we're gonna right. rock and shock the world with our, you know, with our music. Mm -hmm. And um, absolutely. And so um, the Academia, they acknowledge me and they go, you know what? You're worthy of our highest honor. We're gonna put you in our Hall of Fame. And so I go, whoa. That sounds pretty damn good. And uh, as um, on, in May of 2024, they're going to have the huge gala there in Hollywood. Congratulations. In Hollywood. And, you know, I get to walk the red carpet and get my award. Wow. That, are you going to be able to play uh, in the in the show? Probably they're going to invite me to play. They, they, they've already been setting it all up for mm -hmm, that for mm -hmm, that show. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So Would Chapito be with you or you yeah, just be? I'm going to bring Chapito with me. You know, yeah, absolutely. We're going to be together and we're mm -hmm. going to accept the award. Well, that's going to be my induction, but mm -hmm. he come hang out with me. You know, he was he's part of the whole deal. Yeah. So, uh, so you're you're move you're move like you just said you're moving up steps. Yeah. You're moving up steps, and people really respect you. You're really I'm telling you, man, watching you on your videos, you've got a lot of energy, and your smile is is contagious. Um, so what are you doing now? You got all these CDs. You got your merchandise, which I think is great. You call yourself the world rocker. Is that because you you have so many genres and yeah, mostly because of that, yeah. Plus, you know, the people that I hang around with are actually real-world rockers, you know? Like, mm. well, right now, we're, I'm working with Narda Michael Walden and with my niece. You know, she's a great singer, and she's mm. beautiful. She's gorgeous, unbelievable, gorgeous, mm -hmm. my niece. And uh, Narda saw her, and he goes, hey, man, let's work. Mm -hmm. We're going to work with her. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, now, he played with Jeff Beck. You know, mm -hmm. and I was just over there and he showed me all the stuff from Jeff Beck and I was going, wow. I said, look, this guy is a real world rocker. Same with you and Carlos Santana, Chipito Areas. I mean, a lot of people I hang around with through the Recording Academy. Yes. You know, I used to be a governor. I don't know if you know that. I fought a San Francisco chapter. I used to do governance over there. Mm -hmm. And um, and um, just being around these people, you know, it's and you get you could they become your friends. And yes. You yes. know, and uh, they're peers and they're friends and they're very pretty heavy people, you know, in the mm -hmm. music industry. Oh, most definitely Michael know, is. Yes. You know, and Shapiro like, is, he's their legends. How many people I've, I know that like, wow, mm -hmm. like, uh, Grammys, I mean, you name it. Mm -hmm. My friend Ricky Cash right now, like he's working with Stuart Copeland from the police. Mm -hmm. And man, these guys shot off like a cat and I can't believe it. Like, mm -hmm. they've, they're, they're, they're playing like for like half a million people crowds over in india like unbelievable really yeah i'm not kidding you they just playing in dubai and they're sending oh. me pictures look at them oh, look man. at my hotel room from dubai you can see these oh, man i mean dubai looks so gorgeous it's a totally it's a futuristic city that is in reality now yeah it's believe. unbelievable like what the heck you, you need to get to dubai i tell them yeah, yeah, yeah you got to here. get to dubai you're talking to these guys hey man what the heck mm -hmm. don't forget ray <laughs> Never forget you, man. You really you you're you're a joyous person, and you and you make the world a better place. You know what I'm gonna ask you to do? Why don't you play a little uh, a little bit on your guitar for us? Do like a maybe a two minute little take of something that you want to just play right now out of the like what, what would you be doing? Like one of my songs? Yeah. Look, see, I got a song. It's called "Waiting for My Angel." It goes like this. She appeared in the sight of my view. It was the perfect place to be I hear a voice I see an angel Looking at me 
a talking cat talked things and felt a love that's not a game but she was gone through the open door which she came now I'm searching the mist of the night her love that she keeps till it's fine she's gone it'd be a pleasant surprise if I knew where the lady hides just for her love Now I'm waiting for my angel Calling for my angel Wake me up I'm searching for my angel Calling for my angel From way Excellente, brother. I, it's I on just, my latest record. Area 51, that song's on there. You know, it's amazing. I, I was I was watching, you, we were talking about the Beatles, and then, you know, they, they released that, their last song, that Then and oh, Now, yeah, right? Then, yeah. And they showed this thing that they were, you know, they were snapping, and, you know, that's, the, you know, how you do it. So I picked that up when you were just trying to get my cadence with you. That's a beautiful song. What inspired you to write that song? It, it was kind of like a true story when I was a kid this this apparition came to me mm -hmm. and um, I started writing the song but I stopped and then a coincidence I was kind of strange I ran into this girl mm -hmm. and uh, and I kind of like fell in love with her mm -hmm. and um, she inspired me to write the rest of the song mm -hmm. because like what happened to us was very similar to what happened to me when I ran into the apparition this angel mm -hmm. and I go what this girl was like an angel to me, you know, and mm -hmm. um, she inspired me to finish the song because what happened with us in this exchange of energy that we had right. was like phenomenal to me to a certain degree. You know, she was really, really a cool chick, mm -hmm. real smooth. And mm -hmm. uh, I, it, it took me a while to realize, that, you know what, I think you might have like fallen in love with this girl. <laughs> That's okay, man. You don't have a ring on it yet either. You know, it's all good. I gotta, I gotta give it to her. She inspired me to finish writing the song. And this is on Aries? Yeah, it's on Aries 51, Return of the Alien, you know. And mm -hmm. Her name's like, her name's, believe it or not, it's just girls, God's girl. Her name's Jane. You know, like, what the heck? Of all people to have a. Waiting know? for my angel. So you yeah. actually did all that. Now, when you, do, when you did this and you uh, did this album, did you have a whole band? Obviously you did, or is it just... We had a whole band. I had a whole band. We rehearsed. I had to rehearse the band, mm -hmm. you know. And um, then we went into High Street Studios where they actually recorded the... Uh, Abraxas record was recorded. In, uh, and, um, and you were in High Studios? High Street Studios where we recorded it. Oh, I've, yeah. played, I've, I've recorded in there too. Exactly. That's a great place. It's a great place. And uh, that's where we recorded the record. And uh, 
you know, I did the mixing at home, but mm -hmm. we recorded the tracks there, the main tracks that we needed to, um, mm -hmm. so that I can, including that, Waiting for My Angel, was all done over at High Street Studios. So I took it home and I mixed it. And then I had a friend of mine who actually worked with Shaq O'Neal when Shaq was doing rap. His name's Gary Platt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. But anyway, uh, he, he mastered it. And he's a great mastering, you know. Mm -hmm. Amazing. But anyway... Um, yeah, this is a beautiful album. Yeah. Who did the, who did the cover? Uh, well, the cover my work? brother did that. My brother, he's an artist. He, 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 he's, he used to work for the Jet Propulsion Laboratory mm -hmm. back See, in the days when there you, they would yeah. illustrate. You know, when he was a, they would illustrate. They didn't have computers back then. Right. And he, I mean, this guy, my brother, is an excellent artist. Mm -hmm. I can see it. My other brother did this one. I have another brother who's an artist, mm -hmm. and he did that artwork on uh, the Neo My Experience. Absolutely. And, and it, it looks like a, um, it's a codex. It's a codice from um, right out of the, right out of the. Um, it's a codice right out of the temples of of the, of the Maya temples, you know. And uh, and that's right amazing. Yeah, and uh, I want to show. Could you want to talk yeah, about yeah, your yeah. merchandise too? Why don't you try try one of my hats? So, uh, like, well, of course you can. You know, you're gonna get one. Of course you know that. You uh, get some of my merchandise. That's your coffee cup. That's your hat. Which one do you want? <laughs> I'll take the hat because this way I can have it because it's... It, it matches the blue. Uh, uh, yeah, and my band is called Blue Voodoo. I'll wear this tomorrow night yeah. when we play, man, and, um, and, and voice you. This is really good. We're going to do that on the way out. All right. Let's go. And so uh, why are you called the... I like it why you're called the uh, the world rocker because you are worldly and you're, and you're getting it. You're achieving... Um, you're going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I'm going to be a Hall of Famer. I already am. It's September 1st. Right. And then, um, will Cepedo also, does he play with you when you guys play out? Does he? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. We just did a gig. When was it we played the gig at? Oh, yeah, the, we had the Scorpio part in November. Mm-hmm. And, uh, wow, that place really got packed up. But um, Where were you? We were playing at, uh, it's called the Baltic Kiss in uh, Point Richmond. Oh, that's a nice club. That place got packed. Oh, God, you couldn't even stand Was that, that your place. birthday? It was my birthday, yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah. When is your birthday November day? November 18. And uh, anyway. <laughs> I'm July 18. Oh, yeah. wild. Oh, we're 18. 18, right man. Well, yeah. I would like to be back to 18 sometimes. <laughs> I uh, feel 18 all the time. <laughs> yeah, well, when I'm on stage, I feel like that. But, you know, um, so the direction that you're going to go, you're going to keep on writing, right? Oh, absolutely. And then when, when are you um, going to play again? Are you going to be playing in San Francisco, around the Bay Area? Just keep your eyes open and, and um, keep your eyes open because right now I haven't like been doing any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. I've been busy doing other things. So do you go by the, uh, the World Rocker when you actually do your publicity? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, World and then Rocker it goes Rick. World Rocker with Ray... Cepeda. Cepeda. Yeah. And then um yeah, Aries and, in, and Chupito. Chupito Reyes, yeah. Oh man, you guys got a com you guys got a combination. More people should see you. And your last name is also uh ingrained in me because of Orlando. Orlando yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, for when I've heard your last name, I said, <laughs> Wow. People always man. ask, Are you guys related? <laughs> no, I won't ask you that because I realized, you know, I was going to today and I said, No, that's well, not let me necessary. Clear something like because you know, people always ask me, Are you related? And I tell them, I don't know. But we treat each other like we are because, mm -hmm. you know, we call each other cousins and mm -hmm. I, I'm fortunate I get to go to his house, mm -hmm. have dinners with him, mm -hmm. his family, you know, and uh, his son now, Ali, I remember when he was in diapers, you know. Well, see, I, there you go. He's got his own business going on, mm -hmm. you know, so 
People wonder, but you know, one of these days, I think we're going to do DNA and find out whether or not we are actually related. So, you know, we're, we're, we're getting close to uh, um, finishing this interview, and I want you back again in 2024. Right on, beautiful. You know, and uh, I want to, ch- you were, we, before we started getting in t- tied up in here and uh, getting it together, uh, I'd like to do Jingle Bell Rock with you. I mean, I'm going to, you're going to sing lead. I'm just going to mm-hmm. sing a little bit background because it's your show today. And God bless you, Then Thank you for coming today. Right man. on, you're kidding me. It's been a pleasure. I love it. We'll be back. We're going to have know? more fun. So if you could do a little bit of... Uh, we'll... So we'd like to thank everybody. I'd like to point out that it's so so great to be here today. I want to thank everybody that makes this happen. Merry Christmas to Big D, Sue Joy, Chad, and a little plug to Old Danville Bakery, my sister. And my brother Marco and my wife and everybody else. A rockin' in a rockin' in a one horse sleigh. Woo! That's right. You mix That's the jingle bell. That's the jingle bell. That's the jingle bell rock. Yeah. Peace Christmas, and love, everybody. man. Merry Christmas. Happy, Happy New Year. Year Thank you, and Ray. Enjoy your holidays and stay safe. Peace Thank on you, earth, everybody. Peace on earth. Peace. Really. Love you. Love you guys. Watch Shabo TV on Fire TV, Roku, and Fire TV Plus using the Cablecast ScreenWeave app. Tune in on Comcast channels 27 and 28 or channel 99 on AT&T UVerse for convenient viewing. Your entertainment simplified.